broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. Job, uh, Devon Cotton, our producer, uh, who set that up, getting us ready for the draft. Which, looking at the clock, we are about four hours away from liftoff for the 2021 NFL draft. And I'll tell you this the drama is just beginning. Thank you, Aaron Rodgers, um, Packers quarterback, for uh, dropping uh, the bombs that you just dropped. Uh, that's have uh, set off explosions <laughs> throughout the NFL and, and the sports world for that matter. I think everybody's chiming in uh, at this point. By the way, uh, you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. It is draft day, finally. Feels very, very good to say that uh, after these crazy last few months uh, leading up to it. Uh, you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Uh, and I got uh, some uh, some announcements for uh, tequila Embajador uh, upcoming uh, big party that they're planning next week um, for uh, Cinco de Mayo. And, uh, you know, uh, there's other things that are in the works. Hint, hint. Uh, but today, draft day, uh, a lot going on, needless to say. Uh, the Raiders, as we sit right now, have the 17th pick overall. I think if Micah Parsons, the Penn State linebacker, is still on the board, the Raiders have to go in that direction. Granted, I'm not privy. Uh, we've been talking about this for a while now, not privy to all the information. So I'm not sure uh, how dark uh, those flags are uh, on him in terms of the uh, immaturity issues uh, that have been raised uh, right now, the way it was described to me by somebody who took a kind of a peripheral uh, look into uh, Micah Parsons. It was more yellow uh, on, on that person's uh, the way that person read it, but he didn't, you know, necessarily take a deep, deep dive to figure out uh, did any of these yellow flags turn into, you know, major red flags? And you don't want uh, the major red flags, especially at the 17th pick overall. But if they are manageable issues, uh, maybe some um, rough edges that need to be smoothed over, maybe some, you know, maturing to do. Um, you know, it's it's worth it for the Raiders to make that kind of a move. You know, listen. This is an interesting, uh, you know, when you think about it, Charles Woodson, the Raiders uh, Hall of Fame safety, was he a completely, I think he would tell you now, uh, and I'm sure the Raiders would too, uh, that first go around for the Raiders, um, there might have been some, you know, some maturity uh, issues. He's 20, 21 year old uh, kid coming into the NFL. Not everybody arrives uh, in the professional levels, a finished product. Very few do, as a matter of fact. So you're almost always going to have to account for some growing up. It's just life, you know. Just think about when you were 21 years old. Uh, I know when I do, uh, you know, I don't shudder because, hey, we, we all live our lives and, and we all make our mistakes, and it's kind of part of it. Uh, but I think back to 21 and, and, and how, you know, immature I was in, in, in many ways. I'm going to freely admit it, as many of us would. So you can't count on 
everybody coming into the league without some growing up to do. And some have to do a little bit more than others. And that's where, um, you know, everyone has to sort of, when it comes to a Micah Parsons, whittle it down to figure it out. Is this just kind of, you know, just a little bit more growing up that he has to do to compare to others? Or are there hurdles there that he's just not going to overcome uh, in time for him to be the kind of football players that the Raiders need, like right now and soon after, you know, these next few years? That's because that's what it all comes it comes down to. Um, you know, if he's a guy that you feel like, you know, this is probably going to be uh, 28, 29 years old before he gets his act together, that's too late. You know, it's just too late. You can't, if that's what you feel, like that's the projection, then you, uh, that's somebody that you have to stay away from. We don't know all that information. We're not privy to that information. So um, all we can do is kind of guess. But I'll tell you this. When I watch the tape, when I look at the production, when I look at the size and the speed, uh, and and everything else, um, to me, for my money, there isn't a better defensive player in this draft. And here are the Raiders, um, sitting there at 17, kind of middle of the pack, an 8-8 eight and eight team that obviously needs defensive difference makers. It's a rare chance, and, and let's let's think about this for a second. Michael Parsons, the only reason he would be available at 17, the only reason at all that a top five caliber player in this draft, arguably the best defensive player in this draft, for my money, looking at all the tape that I did, I'm not Vince Lombardi, I'm not saying that I am, but when I watch Michael Parsons compared to everybody else in this draft, I think he's got the most upside, I think he's got the most immediate impact, I think he's got the most measurables, I think he's got the most uh, ways you know, uh, to, to be able to, to affect a game. And so, to me, anyway, he's the best defensive player in this draft. The Raiders, picking at 17, it's rare that you're going to get an opportunity to draft a caliber of player like that at 17, short of some issues. I go back to the Minnesota Vikings back in the day. Um, Randy Moss, what were they picking? Kind of close here, in the 20s might have been, or you know, close to the 20s. Pick 21. What's that? Moss was pick 21. There you go. So right around this area, Randy Moss was the best player in that draft. I had to go look back uh, to confirm that, but I would imagine that he was. If you get a chance, Devon, uh, if you can, if you can call that up, that uh, you know Randy Moss's draft, who was drafted a- ahead of him, um, there might have been some great players first in that type five, no doubt. But as it panned out, as it played out, he was arguably the best player in that draft, a Hall of Famer. He's in the Hall of Fame. He made an immediate impact, and. The only reason. Vinny, I'm going to have to stop you there because number one was Peyton Manning. What are we talking about? Okay. Yeah. Or Charles I, Woodson. Come on. What are we talking about? I'm kidding. Uh, I think, I think, um, I love Charles Woodson. Um, you're not going to say, I, you're not going to say that on this radio station, Vinny. I'm not going to let you. Um, yeah, I, I think Randy, well, you know, I, I, I kind of grew up watching Randy Moss. He was just a devastating, devastating football player. And, um, so, Right up there. Definitely right up there. Um, you know, Peyton Manning, obviously, you know, he, that speaks for itself. Quarterbacks are always going to command a little bit more attention. Uh, and Charles Woodson, not taking anything away from Charles Woodson, uh, you know, whatsoever. Uh, but I would say this. They're neck and neck in terms of sheer talent, sheer impact that they had on the, on the game. Charles Woodson and Randy Moss. And I'm sure Charles Woodson would probably say that. Like, he was the offensive – let me just say this. He was the offensive equivalent – of me. Randy Moss was a bad, 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 bad man. But the point is, he shouldn't have been the 21st pick. You know, you, you want to make, where was Charles Woodson drafted? 
Fourth. Okay, who was – give me the first three. Payne Manning, Ryan Lee. Well, we know that. Yeah, okay. Obviously. And right, yep. Andre Wadsworth, defensive end out of Florida State. Yes, so it should have gone, um, and you can go through the rest of that first round. Uh, and tell, it should have gone, at the very worst, Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, Randy Moss. That those should have been the first three players taken. Whatever order you want, you know, maybe maybe you know you were a team that had a quarterback and you didn't need Peyton Manning. Um, but what I'm just saying, one of the, that that was those are the best three players in the draft. And um, much like to me, Michael Parsons, years from now, uh, as long as he's you know, can can overcome, uh, you know, the, those uh, whatever those hurdles are, just like Randy Moss did, and really just like Charles Woodson did. Um, you know, uh, Randy Moss a little bit more pronounced and prominent um, than, than Woodson, but you know, you're not going to get a, a. You shouldn't. It shouldn't be where you know at 21 you get a player of the caliber of Randy Moss, who is just so devastatingly good. But he was there for a reason, just like Micah Parsons might be at 17 for a reason. Because talent-wise, Micah Parsons is one of the best players in this draft. I, I think the best defensive player in this draft. So if he's there at 17 and the Raiders are, you know, it's a rare opportunity here. It's a rare opportunity here. And here's the thing. I go back to, you know, the, the, the Dallas Cowboys had a chance to draft Randy Moss. If you, if you have that draft up. Uh, go tell me who the Dallas Cowboys drafted in and around, right? Maybe right before a pick or two before, uh, but but let me know who who they who they drafted him on when you get a chance. Um, but I, and a lot of people thought that Jerry Jones was going to take Randy Moss. I think Randy at Moss number eight, he, Greg Ellis. Yeah, right. So um, you know they missed out on that, and the, and why? Because there were concerns, you know, about Randy Moss's character or or maturity, and there were some other issues going on with the Cowboys. We all remember the White House and some of the things that were going on with the Cowboys back in the day. And and I think that, you know, the the the, the Cowboys were a little bit scared off, um, you know, uh, by what was happening with with them and some of the stories that were coming out about all the shenanigans that were happening with the Cowboys, uh, and then. Here comes Randy Moss, who, you know, coming off what they were coming off, do you, do you, do you, do you take a player, you know, that has, you know, that those type of red flags about him? But again, when, so the Vikings sitting there at twenty, you know, twenty one, Denny Green was their head coach and uh, took a chance on Randy Moss and said, "Hey, look, you're coming to us. We're gonna, we're be, we'll be there for you. Um, we're gonna get this thing done together." And, you know, the rest is history. He had just a fantastic Hall of Fame uh, caliber career. Uh, I feel bad for him. Um, you know, I felt like I loved, I think Don, I loved Dante Culper, Culpepper um, for a couple of years there. But, you know, Randy played with so many different quarterbacks in Minnesota. You wonder if he was on a team with Brett Favre or, or Peyton Manning or just like established quarterback. Look what happened when he went to with the Patriots with Tom Brady it was a record-setting, you know, uh, uh, operation offensively. That was later on in his career. Imagine Tom Brady and Randy Moss hooking up uh, for a prolonged period of time. It would have been it would have been really scary. But from the Raiders' perspective, knowing what they need in terms of some star ability, difference-making ability on the defensive side of the ball, especially. You're not going to get an opportunity every day to draft a player the caliber of Micah Parsons. If he's there at 17, I understand 
the red flags. I understand, you know, some of what uh, is is the concerns that are out there for him about him. But I think the Raiders are in such a place right now where they've got a pretty, they've got some good young players defensively. They've got some good veterans. They brought in Yannick Ngakwe. They rebuilt the defensive line. Um, you know, somebody brought up maybe not necessarily you know star players along the defensive line but guys that have 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 produced at a uh, at a reasonable level in the NFL an acceptable level in the NFL Max Crosby still has uh, upside coming back you know off the injury Cleef Farrell I think is uh, a good player already um, to to take that next step to be a really good player you know he's got to improve some some uh, some of his pass rushing uh, but but that defensive line um, is in much better shape right now uh, than it was you know the, Damon Arnett and Trayvon Mullen, uh, the, the future, there's still a future there for them without question. It's hard to get a read on Damon Arnett, you know, playing only, what, seven, eight games that he did last year, uh, going through all kinds of injuries and whatnot. So there's a good, there, there is talent on defense. But a guy like Micah Parsons, he's a different kind of beast altogether. He's, he's, he just is a star in the making and somebody that can, that, that the, the Raiders could utilize in so many different ways. So, and at 17, it's worth the risk because you're not going to have access to that caliber of player, generally speaking, um, unless there's something going on. He's going to fall to you. And there's been, history has shown, look, there's probably just as many times where it didn't pan out necessarily as it hit big time, uh, even taking a little bit of a chance on a, on a, on a player that may have – uh, you know, had some growing up issues uh, to do. So that's where I stand. Uh, I'm not saying that Micah Parsons is going to be there uh, at 13. And if he isn't, or excuse me, at 17, if he isn't, then, uh, you know, take a look at where who's there among the cornerbacks. Um, uh, obviously, tackle becomes the, uh, if a Christian Derrissaw is there, if a Tevon Jenkins uh, is there, um, you know, do you just go ahead and, and, and make the tackle pick, then come back in the second round and go for go you know go get your free safety? That makes a lot of sense, and and there there would be no argument from me uh, if that's the direction that they went in. But I I would there would be some pushback for me if Michael Parsons is there uh, and they don't draft him, um, and, and it could very well be. And I, I give you know this much room for the fact that we don't have all the information, so. We don't know if, if the Raiders did their due diligence and they were just like, you know what, just a little too risky for our taste. For me, it would have to be something like really, really glaring uh, to pass up on a Micah Parsons. Um, you have a chance to get a player like that. The Raiders have been known you know, over the course of their history. I'm not just talking about you know, the last few years or the last 15 years where it's been kind of some rough sledding. If you go back through the Raiders' history, period, uh, they've taken chances uh, that have paid off big time. That's why they've won Super Bowls. That's why they've been one of the great organizations, uh, um, you know, success-wise in NFL history. Uh, they're trying to get back to that, obviously. But guys like Micah Parsons are the kind of guys, if they're right, uh, if they're correct, um, on the when you know when it gets time to to go play, they're the kind of guys that you, that can get you there. So, uh, but we'll continue to talk it out. Uh, we're a few hours away from the Raiders officially making uh, their pick and officially away from Roger Goodell uh, stepping up to the podium and announcing um, the start of the 2021 draft. It's awesome to see the NFL out in Cleveland or anywhere for that matter. I know the weather's uh, getting a little uh, a, a little concerning <laughs> in Cleveland. It's Cleveland, Ohio, by the way. 
Uh, but just the fact yeah, come that on, Vinny. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. Come on, it's Cleveland. Uh, you know, yeah, like the great yeah, Joakim just, Noah said. You know, nobody ever was so great about Cleveland. Oh, I love Cleveland. Uh, I've always had a lot of fun <laughs> in Cleveland. <laughs> sure, no, you did. No doubt about it. Uh, good food, um, good places to go. There's some, there's some, there's some good places in, in Cleveland. But of course, you know, it is it is Cle- Cleveland. Um, you know, the draft was in Chicago a few years ago. It was cold, but it was still fun. Philadelphia it was it was cold. Um, a little, you know, uh, can't wait for it to be out here in Las Vegas. Because what, come on, what's what's the weather today? What is it? About eighty three, eighty five. It's a beautiful. nice day today, man. It's a it's nice a, day. It's a good, gorgeous day. Uh, so this is hopefully what we're projecting it to be uh, next year when uh, the um, uh, the draft is here in Las Vegas. But but you know beyond where it is exactly, whatever your feelings are on Cleveland, just the fact that we're getting back to normal, uh, some sort sense of, uh, of 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 normal, and being able to invite the fans out to Cleveland and Roger Goodell be out there announcing the picks and all the you know everyone uh, dapping each other and high fiving and hugging. You know I love that stuff. Uh, yes, I'm still a fan. You know, I know that uh, you could get jaded sometimes being a reporter and uh, having to cover a team and not really necessarily not. I can't root for anybody in the NFL, that's for sure. Um, so you just have to look at it from a reporter's view. But it's still cool to see the, the type of uh, stuff that happens when the players are so excited and, you know, uh, celebrating with the commissioner. It's just nice to be back to that level. And it's just hopefully going to continue to get better. Uh, as we mentioned at the start of the show, wow, some bombshells uh, that uh, Adam Schefter just dropped, uh, courtesy of uh, Aaron Rodgers' camp, no doubt. Uh, and something that's obviously coming to a head in Green Bay. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, it sounds like just based on some of the stories that I've been reading so far and the re- great reporting by Adam Schefter uh, from ESPN, uh, it sounds like, you know, the the, the Packers and and Aaron Rodgers absolutely has some issues. I think it's <laughs> safe to say that. They've been trying to sort through them, it sounds like, over the last month or so, trying to find some common ground, whether it's on an extension, whether it's on clarity. Um, you know, I'm sure at this point in his career, Aaron Rodgers wants a lot of clarity. Uh, it's not just about money. It's always somewhat about money. But I think in his mind is, what's the direction here? What are we going to do? Where's What's the draft plan? How are you going to maximize me? I'm... You know, an MVP caliber player, hate to be all egotistical about this, but he has every right coming toward the end of his career, as good as he is. He's arguably still, what, the third best? I'd say second best quarterback behind Patrick Mahomes. Um, I'd have to look at, you know, everyone else, but I think I think it's, I think we're on safe ground to say it goes Patrick and, and Aaron, and uh, on any given day, that could be flip-flopped. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is still that good and as he gets to this point in his career everything that he's done you know for this organization um i think he has every right right now to say okay what's what how are we maximizing me i I bring a lot to the table here um just like russell wilson is doing in seattle and did in seattle but i think it's gotten a little bit further (laughs) with uh the packers and i'll because of this they've been talking for a long time it sounds like and on the eve of the draft the day of the draft, there's a bombshell that he's just not happy and he wants out. He's really thinking about not coming back. That's serious stuff. Uh, that doesn't just come out of nowhere. Uh, that isn't just put out there for no reason. Whatever Aaron Rodgers has, whatever clarity he's been hoping to get from the Packers, whatever 
understanding um, he's uh, been trying to get with with the Packers for these months uh, leading up to today. He hasn't gotten, and he has pushed, as I said on Twitter, all the levers. Come meet me in California. I'll try to talk this out. Let's try to figure this out. Every lever that he's had to pull um, in terms of leverage over this organization, and make no mistake, Aaron Rodgers has leverage over the over over this organization. When you get to the Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady statures uh, in the NFL, you've got power. Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, you know, when you get to a certain stature, you got power. And if it's sometimes it's worth using it. Not everyone has that power, uh, but certain guys do. Well, whatever lever he lever leverage levers he's pushed and buttons he's pushed over these last few months hasn't worked. So he went to DEFCON one today. And said, I basically said, I don't want to come back. And it'll be fascinating to see how that dictates what we're going to see happen tonight. Because I can imagine right now, there's a ton of teams on the phone with the Green Bay Packers saying, all right, what's this going to take? What is it going to take? We've already heard that the San Francisco 49ers made that offer. You know why the San Francisco 49ers made that offer? Somebody got in their ear and said, hey, Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay, and he wouldn't mind coming to San Francisco. If you got an offer that you want to make, make it now. And they sure did. And it got leaked. Um, and I can imagine that there's a whole bunch of other teams in this NFL, in the NFL, that are making similar attempts to pry a disgruntled Aaron Rodgers from the Green Bay Packers. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on draft night. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Well, 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 well. Looky what we have here. Pro Football Talk just uh, tweeted from, uh, it, I'm going to just paraphrase and say impeccable, impeccable sources uh, that they've talked to over at uh, Pro Football Talk that Aaron Rodgers not only wants to be traded, but is uh, in order. Uh, the teams that he hopes <clears throat> to land with are the 49ers, who he um, wanted the 49ers uh, to or excuse me, he wanted the Packers to accept the 49ers uh, offer. Sound like it was a third pick overall. Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, some other stuff. Uh, the Packers, as of right now, have rejected that order or that uh, offer. And after the Packers, it, or excuse me, after the uh, after the 49ers, the Broncos are second on his list according to Pro Football Talk. And guess who's number three according to Pro Football Talk? The Las Vegas Raiders. You know, by my count, that is the third prominent quarter quarterback in the last two years that has been associated with the loosely associated with the Raiders, uh, and who's somebody in their camp, at least two that we know of now, that somebody in their camp has leaked the Raiders as a possible destination. And landing spot. Last couple months ago, it was Russell Wilson. Remember that? Russell Wilson, uh, his agent, 
put the Raiders on a short list of teams that he would be willing to waive his no trade clause for. Last year, uh, during you know right before free agency, Tom Brady was associated with the Raiders, and I think there was definitely interest in, on Tom Brady's part <coughs> regarding um, coming to the Raiders. And now, today we find out that Aaron Rodgers, the great soon-to-be or future Hall of Fame quarterback for the Packers, has listed the Raiders as a team that uh, he'd like to to go to. It's kind of interesting in a couple of different ways on a couple of different levels. Number one, um, what does that say about John Gruden and and, and the Raiders um, that court, great quarterbacks seem to want to come play for him? So you know, I think that uh, should. You know, you should read something into that and something important um, that, you know, uh, quarterbacks want to play for John Gruden. Quarterbacks want to come here to Las Vegas, apparently. Uh, quarterbacks want to play for this team. That's not insignificant that an Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, would want to come and, uh, and, and and play for the Raiders, nor Russell Wilson. And have been letting it known, have been, have been you know, uh, putting it out there that um, – they want to come here to play for the Raiders. That's not insignificant. The other level to this is I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is uh, going to come to the Raiders, but stranger things have happened. But if he doesn't, and if the Raiders don't make an attempt uh, to go get uh, um, you know, Aaron, and much like they obviously haven't or didn't with Russell Wilson or Tom Brady, it kind of tells you that what John Gruden and the Raiders think of Derek Carr, and that might defy um, some of what – uh, other people might be thinking outside uh, Las Vegas, outside of the Raiders, who are perpetually trying to put Derek Carr on the first plane out of town, thinking that John Gruden is going to go chase his guy. Well, this will be the third quarterback, prominent quarterback, that was tied to the Raiders. If this doesn't happen, if he doesn't, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come to uh, Las Vegas, uh, the third prominent quarterback that the Raiders said, you know what? We're, we're good. We're going to stick with Derek Carr. That should be telling to you as well. We're going to go out to the Raider Nation guest line uh, and welcome in Draft Demon, uh, who apparently, according to my producer, Damon, has some propositions to throw uh, at me. Draft Demon, how are you doing? And thanks for spending some time with us in the huddle. You're welcome, Vinny. Thank you for having me on. I've got some things. Aaron Rodgers is stirring the pot. And Vinny, I think the Raiders are going to bite. What do you think? You say, oh, I think there's no more of a John Gruden guy than Aaron Rodgers. I think Derek Carr is gone. I don't care what it is. Give him the Ricky Williams trade. I'll give up the entire draft. What about you? I am not giving up. You're not giving it up? Come on, Vinny. This is good stuff. It's the MVP. I'm not going to give up the entire draft. I'd be, I, I, there, there is, I, I would be interested in, I would go so far as, if we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, I mean, we are talking about Aaron Rodgers, uh, the 17th pick, a future first-round pick, and Derek Carr. That's my, that's going to be my final offer. That's, well, 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 I mean, the Raiders need a new quarterback, Vinny. Um, what if maybe not Aaron Rodgers is too, is too much for your price point. Can I interest you on a Trey Lance, maybe a trade-up? Trade-up into the top 10. Well, um, I, I would like to get your thought process on why you feel like the Raiders need a new quarterback. Well, Vinny, I'm from hell, so I just want to create the chaos. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> logic. You. That's that's not my forte. You're you're speaking from a place that's hotter than Las Vegas. Yes. <laughs> Don't come at me with your logic, Vinny. It won't okay. work. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. You know, if if the Raiders believed that Trey Lance, uh, if they've done their due diligence and feel like he's a guy that they want to um, you know hitch their wagon to, I'm not opposed to uh, to the Raiders making a trade uh, up to go get Trey Lance, or if he's there at 17, uh, picking him. You know, I know obviously, uh, you know, the goal is to win right now, no question about it. Um, and there's other players that put the Raiders that would help more immediately than a Trey Lance. But if you're taking the long view picture of things, um, and and much like the Chiefs did, you know, trading uh, up to go get Patrick Mahomes when they exactly, had, yeah, when they already had Alex Smith um, in the fold, and were coming off a successful season, and I think the year the ne- the very next year they might have. I know they went back to the playoffs that very next year, uh, if I remember correctly. So it wasn't like they were in dire straits or anything like that. They just made the play for the future. So if the Raiders made a play for the future, uh, even with a, 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 you know, what Austin Gale from Pro Football Focus said, at the very least, Great he's 8-12 quarterback in the league. That's Those don't grow on trees. So if you're, you have to be really compelled that Trey Lance is going to be better than than Aaron, than uh, than Derek Carr uh, to, to do that. But I'm, I'm in... You know, if I'm running the Raiders, there's no way I'm just giving them up. Like, like there's I I do see some absurd. Uh, All right, Vinny, are you looking at the complete chessboard? Because let me throw something else at you. Okay, let's, let's circle back around to Rogers. Okay, I don't think you're looking at the complete chessboard. Julio Jones, Aaron Rodgers, Las Vegas. Can you see it? How do we make it happen? You're the insider. I'm just the demon. <laughs> ah, well, I mean, it's going to take uh, a how lot many of- draft picks do we need to give up to make this happen? Um, I'm willing well, to give I, up the next two drafts to make that happen. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm Waller, not Jones, up. Jacobs in the backfield, Aaron Rodgers slinging it. This offense is getting. This offense is making the playoffs no matter what. No question about it, and that is an enticing thought. Um, I've already seen photoshops. <laughs> I'm sure you have. Uh, I'm, I'm. I'm sure they came from someplace in your zip code too, uh, Draft Demon, um, which is way below. Uh, way down there. Let's just say it's way. It's it's downtown, so to speak. I'm burning up uh, just thinking about it. Yeah, exactly. That is an enticing thought. I mean, when you're if you're talking about Aaron Rodgers and and uh, Julio Jones and Darren Waller and Henry Ruggs and Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake, I mean that's that's an elite, elite, elite offense. Um, that would be pretty interesting. And what would you give up? You know, uh, you'd have to give up. Well, for for Julio, you know, I think. I honestly think a third-round pick next year should be able to get him. The the the, the Falcons want to get rid of him, um, only because they need to create salary cap so salary cap space. So there's incentive on the on on their part uh, to get rid of him. Um, so you know the other team that's training for him, especially you know considering that there's going to be money that they have to take back, uh, they would they, they you know giving up a first or a second round pick. I don't think you need to do that for a Julio Jones. So for him, you know, maybe next year's second round pick, uh, preferably next year's third round pick to get Aaron Rodgers, you're going to have to give up. Well, think of it this way though, draft demon. Um, the four, the, the Packers are, have already very publicly said no to what was it? Jimmy Garoppolo, the third pick overall. Yeah, They don't need Jimmy Garoppolo. They have their quarterback of the future in Jordan love. The writing's well, been on the wall a long time for Rodgers. It's time to get him out of there. 
And but Vegas seems like the perfect place. Then why? Well, you can always trade Jimmy Garoppolo if you're the Packers. Why would they? That's too much work. They don't want to have to do it. You know, that's another. You know, uh, come but just, yeah, just, yeah. Just, just, okay, just just hear me out. If they're not going to take the third pick overall, why are they going to take the 17th pick overall? I don't. That doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Like they've already said no to a Godfather offer from the San Francisco 49ers. So um, I don't see how if they're going to say no to that. How do you justify, if you're the Packers, to your fan base that, well, we're going to take a Lester offer from the Raiders? Do you understand? Um, it, that doesn't that doesn't jive. So for the Pat for the for the Raiders to trump that offer, an offer that the Packers have already said no to, they'd have to give up so much more. And I'm not, you know, you know that I I would have to think long and hard about that. He is 36 years old. Um, we don't know how much longer Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is going to play. By the way, a little bit, uh, you know, he's got he's he's a little bit fickle. Um, he's a little bit uh, high maintenance. I think that's a uh, we could we could we could put that out there for sure. So what else are you getting? You're getting obviously a great player with for the right price. Of course, you bring in Aaron Aaron Rodgers. There's no question. Uh, but how high is that price going to be? And given the fact that the Packers already said no. To the third overall pick uh, and and a bunch of other stuff and an opportunity, honestly, to to tr- I I don't think they said no to that offer because they didn't like the offer in and of itself. They they said no because they really like Aaron Rodgers. They want they they want to make it work, but with Aaron Rodgers pushing the DefCon one button today like he did, good. Uh, that's good. that's gonna that could change where the 49ers are. Now that the 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 excuse me, the Packers might be in a position now where they're saying, "All right, uh this is this is gone uh to a point where it's not coming back. We've tried to make it right with Aaron Rodgers. We've done what we could. We tried to give him the clarity that he needed. We tried to give him uh, re- restructure his contract, offered him a, a, a an extension. Everything is no, 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 no. Let him go so, to Jeopardy. I mean, come on, this guy's asking for way too much. But so, he can come here so, in Vegas and live the life. Well, but you know, uh, you know, even if the Raiders did want Aaron Rodgers at that point, if the what I'm saying is, if the Packers are at that point where it's a point of no return, I don't see how they're going to take. I don't see how the Raiders can trump. The Packers offer now. If the Packers are saying we're just not gonna, we'll trade him, but we're not gonna trade him to his number one destination, even if it means taking a lesser offer to kind of stick it to him a little bit. I just don't see that. The why would the Packers do that? The Packers, if it gets to a point of no return, if they decide and determine that it's a point of no return, then I think they're gonna take the best offer out there, and the best offer very well could be the San Francisco 49ers. It's just it's hard for the Raiders. Unless you're going to give up, you know your your first round pick this year, Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr would have to be in the trade at that point, and you know um, uh, two other first round picks. It starts to add up after a while. Well, Vinny, I really just wanted to bring this up because Aaron Rodgers threw a wrench in the show, and this is way more fun than talking about if they're going to get a left tackle or something. The MVP, Vinny. You know, well, I, I, I yes. am I am personally, personally. Mad at Aaron Rodgers for dropping this bombshell on us the way he did, you well, know, because he, he he doesn't just affect the Packers, you know, it trickles all the way down here to even hell in Las Vegas. Yeah, Aaron well, Rodgers, uh, draft draft demon. Um, welcome. Now that uh, Sin City and uh, Las Vegas uh, has its own NFL team and covers its own NFL team, uh, welcome. To the world of covering the NFL, and uh, as much as you want to stay focused on your own team, come draft day, 
there's always going to be a hammer that falls. And Aaron Rodgers' draft demon uh, was absolutely – he absolutely dropped, dropped that hammer. And, you know, uh, thank you to him, though. For also including the Raiders in it, so we can uh, we can definitely talk about it. But Jeff Demon, thank you so much for stopping by or You're coming welcome up. anytime. Whatever the case might be, we will talk to you down the road. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Draft Demon, brought to you by Tequila and Bonner. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Welcome to NFL Draft Day, Draft Craziness. Uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, just dropping some bombs, and uh, wouldn't you know it, the Raiders are uh, part of the um, the mayhem that's resulted. Uh, apparently, Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay, uh, according to a report by Pro Football Talk. The 49ers, Broncos, and Raiders, uh, I don't know if it's that order uh, or in that order, uh, whatever the case might be, those are the three teams that Aaron Rodgers reportedly uh, would most want to play for if he does get traded. And it sounds like he's trying to make sure he does uh, get traded. He, he pushed a big-time button today uh, by whether it was him or, or his agents going to Adam Schefter and uh, letting the whole cat out of the bag. Hey, uh, we've been trying for months to make this work. Um, the Packers flew out to California. Aaron Rodgers was in Green Bay. They've talked it out. They've tried to smooth things over. There was apparently uh, the Packers offered to uh, redo his deal. Then you know he said no, and then they came back with, well, we'll, we'll just give, extend your, your contract. He said no. It sounds like Aaron Rodgers, uh, whether it's money reasons, direction of the team, uh, maybe he just the chemistry isn't there with the coaching staff, with the organization anymore. Uh, it sure sounds like Aaron Rodgers wants out and is going very public with that desire, and the Raiders are one of the teams that he reportedly wants to go to. And as I made the point earlier, uh, this would be the third quarterback, uh, prominent quarterback, that has been tied to the Raiders. Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, whose agent literally said um, Russell would waive his no-trade clause to come play here for the Raiders. And now Aaron Rodgers, that's telling uh, in a lot of ways. It kind of rips apart um, some of the narratives out there about John Gruden, uh, the, the, uh, the, the uh, puppet master and control freak. He's not. Um, trust me, he listens to people in the organization. Yes, he has final say. Uh, but there is a very much a collaborative effort going on uh, in Henderson to guide uh, the Raiders to decision uh, to the decisions. Have they all worked out? Absolutely not. Do all teams' decisions work out? No. Uh, is there a nice foundation that's being laid here in Las Vegas? I, I think there is. Um, and so, uh, and it sure seems like other players, big time players, kind of like what, whatever's going on in Las Vegas. There's big time players that seem to like it too uh, and want to be here. And so, Aaron Rodgers is now the latest. Uh, what would you give up? to you know get Aaron Rodgers if you're the Raiders and this is not a um discrediting Derek Carr whatsoever uh it's just not you're in the business of winning football games Derek Carr understands that 
Uh, and if you can improve at any position, and Mike Mayock, the general manager, and John Gruden, they've been very clear about that from the get-go. Every position is open for scrutiny. Every position is open to be improved upon. We you, Let's come on. It's Aaron Rodgers. You, it's, the, you, it, you don't have to go any further than that when it comes to – there's it's a very short list of quarterbacks uh, in this league that you have to just drop everything to go investigate and look into. Aaron Rodgers is one of those quarterbacks right up there with the Patrick Mahomes. Flat out, that's how good he is. So if you're the Raiders, you have to at least look into that. That's just um, common sense. And if it means – and if, they, if, it's, if there's a deal to be made and it means moving on from Derek Carr, again, you'd have to look at it. You know, nothing against Derek Carr. He'll be fine. But it's Aaron Rodgers. I don't think anything's going to happen. Uh, I think the cost is astronomical. And I think the Raiders are happy with Derek Carr. I know that they're happy with Derek Carr. So I think this will all, um, you know, uh, die out. And Derek Carr will remain the quarterback of the Raiders. And, and um, you know, and, and there's no issues with that whatsoever. The Raiders like him. The, Derek Carr likes it here. But, again, if it's Tom Brady and if it's Russell Wilson and if it's, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, a few of the guys that are just better quarterback options, I mean, that's just the way, that's just the way it is. It's being straight up, blunt, honest, whatever you want to call it. You have to look into it, as every team would. Uh, the Rams looked into Aaron Rodgers. They had Jared Goff. Jared Goff got them to the Super Bowl, right? Um, there's no – you can't be thinking about just feelings and all that. And is this the right thing? Are we going to ruffle feathers? Hey, you got to try to win football games, win championships by any means necessary. We're going to go out to the Raider Nation listener line. By the way, you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor on draft day, uh, brought to you by Tequila and Bajador. Mitch is in New Jersey. How you doing, Mitch? Good, Vinny. Uh, thanks, for taking my, thanks for taking my call uh... I think Aaron Rodgers is looking at who's got the better roster. And it looks like, believe it or not, it's, it's the Raiders. They improved the, the running game with Drake. I like the wide receivers. I mean, I'd rather have uh, uh, Nelson than Edwards because he's a question mark. Um, I guess he, I would do it, but what leverage does Green Bay have? Derek Carr in a second-round pick? I mean, how many more years? I still say that the Raiders should be a little aggressive. I'm the first or second round, but if... if um, uh, Kellen Mon is there, or even later on uh, with Jamie Newman, like I said before. Because um, plus, the answer is that you've given up a couple of number one picks. Why didn't they, they should have gone straight to Green Bay instead of uh, teasing us with blowing it with Mac Jones? Well, uh, we don't know that they did. Um, yeah, we we don't know that they haven't or, or 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 didn't. And and here's what I've always said. This is what I've always maintained. I learned this. Uh, working for the Los Angeles Lakers back in the day, uh, um, listening to Jerry West, the wise Jerry West. Um, and I'm not going to use the terminology that he used, uh, but you have to have guts. You have to have guts. You have to be willing to make a big move when there's a chance to make a big move. You can't be scared, as they say, ever. And um, I, I, I've said this from day one, covering this Raiders team, um, I'm, I'm not with the crowd of, get rid of Derek Carr. Okay, get rid of Derek Carr. For who? Who's the backup plan? Who do you, if you're going to get rid of Derek Carr, um, you better well have a plan that puts in either somebody that you truly believe is going to be better over the long haul, i.e. a draft pick, um, you know, whether it's Trey Lance or whoever the Raiders may be interested in in this draft or any draft that, you know, previous to this draft, or an established 
player in the NFL that's just better than Derek Carr, or at least equal to. And that's hard to come by because Derek Carr, depending on whatever measurements you want to use, statistically and in every other way, is a top eight to top 12-ish quarterback in the NFL. So if you're even if you're going to go on the low end and say 12, then there's 11 better quarterbacks than he is at any given moment, right? And yes, you should be interested uh, in, in if there's a way to acquire any of the guys that are better than he is, you should always be interested in that. That's what this is all about. So I am not and- frivolous in get rid of Derek Carr. I've always been... If you're going to get Derek, Derek, get rid of Derek Carr, you better have somebody in place to be better than he is. Aaron Rodgers obviously is that, so it behooves the Raiders to take a look at that. When you say Jerry West always had made some shrewd trades and was also lucky, how they wound up getting Magic Johnson, James Worthy also in the top five, and they fleeced Milwaukee. One more thing, I heard, I also read. That uh, Tim Tebow, I think, has been talking with the Jack and Joe Jacksonville Jaguars, coming as a tight end. I believe he'll wear number fifteen. We're not confused anybody. I think I think he should have been H block since day one. Anyway, uh, Vinny, I know you got a lot of people to take and speak to. Uh, Appreciate it, brother. Cool. Enjoy the draft. Call call us tomorrow. Uh, see what see what see what happens over these next few hours. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. I think that. Um, I think uh, Tebow always projected better as a as an H back tight end, but he never wanted to do it. Uh, now it sounds like he's open to do it. Hopefully, it's not too late uh, for Tim Tebow. But if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars and money's really not an issue, it's not going to cost very much. Bring him to OTAs. Bring him to training camp. See what he's got. He's a good enough athlete. The dude could play. Uh, he's an athlete, and if he's got a little bit left in the tank, so what? You know, and he puts people in the stands, and he can actually do a little bit for you. Give it a shot. Uh, I'm all for it. You're going to, going to go back out to the Raider Nation listener line. Calvin in the Bay Area. How you doing, Calvin? Hi, Brad. How you doing, Benny? I'm doing really good, thanks. Uh, Interesting day, so, huh? So. Yeah, this is great. This is awesome. So, and especially talking about my Raiders. So, I am of the mindset that we need some extra spark. Were we to make the trade for Aaron Rodgers? And one of the reasons I think we're on that list is we have a quarterback to give back to them, at least for the time being, until love is ready, right? Well, well, let's uh, real quick and I, I real quick and I like where you're going with that. But understand, this is Aaron Rodgers' list. This isn't the Packers' yes, list. Sir. This is Aaron Rodgers' list. So you have to read it. You have to read it as. Yeah, yeah, Aaron Rodgers wants to come play for the Raiders, so um, that's that's how to look at that. I'm not, you know, right. and, and, and it's got to be attractive to the team. Yes, uh, definitely. Yeah, so that's why I say we have a quarterback to give them. I would throw in Waller. No, 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 no! Stop. Yeah, Stop. you're doing too no. much. No. No, 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 no! You don't have to do it. Don't, don't even offer it up. Don't <laughs> offer it up. Don't. You know, let, let, listen. Here's the thing. Let them. Let them say that that's what they that okay. they require, and then say no to okay. it. But don't even ever bring that up. So just go ahead. Let me hear what else you got. All right. All right. So yeah, you do let me finish it out. I, I, I take it. I take it off there. But I just want to. Okay. Say, we don't have to give up the whole draft, but we're going to have to give them some players. Wall is one of the other few players that we can afford to give up if we get Aaron Rodgers because he's going to make all our other receivers better. I believe. Um, obviously, they may the Packers may like uh, our 
obviously our 17th pick, maybe our 48th pick. We'll still have the two-thirds and maybe a number one next year, and that's it. And the reason why I'd be willing to give up Waller is because we have um, um, the receiver from the Falcons available. Well, yeah, I, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, the Raiders are definitely in. interested in Julio Jones. Yeah, uh, I can yeah, and that would be great that. for us. That'd be great for us. And then, well, that would, and I would also believe that that would buy group an extra year, even if we don't get to, even if we don't make the Super Bowl. That would definitely give Gruden an extra year of okay, he's played. I we like what he's done, and I think that would bring the Raiders. Yep, absolutely. Thanks for the call, Calvin, uh, in the Bay Area. Uh, hey, Derek Carr, a number one pick, 17th pick overall, maybe the third round pick, a third round pick this year, and next year's number one. Um, see what the Packers uh, have to say about that. You're in the huddle with Vinny Monster, brought to you by Tequila and Bucket.